Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chris Economides and he joins me on the program now. Yasu, Chris. Yasu, how are you? Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, thanks for uh, joining us. I know it's getting a bit late there in Melbourne. You're looking forward to coming back west? 100%. Always looking forward to um, to getting back to Perth. I love the city, and um, it should be good to see some familiar faces as well. Oh, you'll see a lot of familiar faces. You might come in for a bit of abuse as well. All the former Glory players might be subjected to that as well because you'll notice at this venue, unlike at HBF Park, the fans are pretty close to the action. But when you look at Geria, Speranovic, Brimmer, Economides, Fornaroli, Diagostino, they've all worn purple at one stage. There's a bit of a uh, Perth Glory connection there with the current Melbourne Victory squad. Yeah, of course. I think there, there definitely is a lot of a lot of links to the past Glory squads, and um, there's obviously a lot of a lot of friends that have been made, and I'm sure a lot of um, enemies on the night. But um, yeah, overall, some obviously fantastic memories shared for a lot of players together there. What's happened to the victory this season? I didn't expect to see victory where they are currently on the A-League ladder, bottom in 12th position with 11 points after 11 games. What's happened, Chris? Yeah, I think it's it's been a little bit of a frustrating start. Um, a little bit unlucky with a couple of injuries, obviously Nani and um, a couple of key players out for a lot of the time. But, um, you know, we've really just got ourselves to kind of focus on and kind of get our season back on track and, and start, most importantly, winning games for us. Yeah, Nani is a big blow. He's out for the whole season now. Uh, but saying that, it's still a squad that is very steeped in talent. Yes. Yeah, you know, this, it's not a lack of firepower, obviously, we've got. And um, the depth of the squad is also very good. I think it's just a, a matter of um, clicking back the way we usually do and, um, yeah, and just finding that little bit of luck that you also create sometimes in football and, and then obviously things start to flow after that again. Tony Popovich, uh, certainly in his time in the A-League, has been more used to success than failure. We're only at the halfway stage, not even at the halfway stage of the season. Uh, how's the coach handling it all? Yeah, I think he's he's taking everything well. I think this time last season we weren't doing too great either, which gives us a lot of motivation as um we were down near the bottom after the first kind of 10 games of last season and we ended up missing on the Premier's plate by, by a point. So I think we went on a good run with 16 games, I believe, unbeaten in a row. So hopefully we can kind of emulate something like that and, and draw inspiration from, from last year. But um, it's we're definitely all working hard to get back to where we want to be and, and that's kind of the only way to do it now. Now, you've been a seasoned professional when it comes to football. You know, you've played overseas in Italy and, of course, you've been involved with the Western Sydney Wanderers, the glory and now Melbourne victory. But saying that, you know, sorry to bring it up again, but you wouldn't have experienced scenes like uh, you would have witnessed a few weeks ago against Melbourne City. Yeah, it was um, it was surreal. Honestly, uh, I played in uh, some pretty wild matches in the Serie B in Italy where we had... Um, 
we had lots of uh, passion and fans, but it was um, yeah, it was crazy really to watch fans come on the pitch. Uh, never really experienced anything like that in in my career. So um, yeah, it was definitely a one-off experience. Did you fear for your safety? I know uh, the Melbourne City goalkeeper did, but do you fear for your safety at all? Not really, to be honest. I didn't really feel fear for my safety. I was just standing, looking on, more in, in shock as to the be- the game had been stopped. Which um, you know, when, when you're in the moment for the 90 minutes, you're kind of only focused on what's in that rectangle and the 22 plays inside. And then when that gets kind of breached, you kind of just get a bit confused. So. I didn't feel unsafe at any stage. I kind of felt more frustrated that the game had to be stopped because um, it was such an entertaining game for the first 20 minutes as well. Chris, uh, I know it'd be very hard for you to make a comment, but I was flabbergasted that Melbourne victory went docked points for what happened because, as you know, in a lot of the leagues overseas, if there is crowd problems, often the club responsible with its fans gets docked points. You mentioned last year you went on a great run of 16 games without defeat. You do that again this uh, season, and all of a sudden you're playing finals. You could win uh, maybe the championship or the premiership, and it's a great season even though there's been this issue that plagued the A-League and uh, was a bad look for Australian football. Yeah, 100%. I think um, what we want to do now is just focus to the good football again and and kind of highlight all the fantastic players in Australia, really. And I think we need to um, get fans engaged, get fans loving the game in Australia again, because that's the most important thing for for all of us, right, who love football in Australia, is to have the fans connected, because that's what makes everything tick. So I think big clubs like Melbourne Victory putting on performances week in, week out will definitely help Mm. the league grow. Did you expect to – what was the general chat within the club? Did you expect to lose points? Um, wasn't too sure to be honest when we're waiting to find out, but definitely relieved we didn't lose any points as, um, you know, that'll kind of impact us players personally, as we have ambitions to play maybe Champions League the following season or go on to win a title for, for your your personal kind of glory where you want to, you want to have titles to your name at the end of the, at the end of your career. So I think we're all pretty relieved that we didn't get punished as a, as a team and, it's kind of all put behind us now so we can really just kind of focus on our stuff that we can control. I think that was the general message amongst the team. Your thoughts on the Perth Glory, who, like yourselves, have have struggled certainly in in the first half of the season, even though there's been a bit of light at the end of the tunnel. They haven't lost in their last three and only lost once now in their previous five games. So it'll be a decent hit out on Saturday night. Yeah, for sure. It's it's never easy travelling to Perth as an away team. Um, I remember that from my time, obviously playing at the Glory. When teams would come over, they'd just be um, they'd always be a, a step behind. So obviously, we know what to deal with against Glory. They're, they've built a little fortress out there at um, the, the new ground. So we'll have to definitely come up for the fight. Have you ever seen the ground? Firstly, you certainly wouldn't have played on it. No, I don't think I've ever seen it. I think we. When we did do kind of FFA Cup games when I was over there, we used different grounds. I don't believe I've ever played on that ground. But you won't have a, a session on that ground before you play on Saturday night? No, I don't, I don't think so. Okay, so it's going to be a, a whole new world for Melbourne victory. Saying that, how much uh, of the pass plays? I know Nick Agostino has been good. He's been scoring goals. Bruno Fornaroli has now become a full-time member. Will he be over here? 
yeah, um, if everything goes to plan, Bruno will be traveling, I'm pretty sure. And um, yeah, there'll be a lot of familiar face catch-ups. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. <laughs> and how many of the current Perth Glory squad do you know fairly well? I think most of them, even your new signings with Mustafa Amini, I've played with together in the Socceroos and also in Denmark, our short time together there. And yeah, and a few f- old faces like Rocket and, and all the boys I obviously know really well. Good on you, Chris. Well, thanks for joining us. I, I really appreciate it. You're an outstanding player. And as I said, an outstanding Thank individual. And uh, don't bring your best game on <laughs> Saturday. I'm happy for you to score one goal as long as the glory maybe take the three points. Uh, because if the glory <laughs> take the three points, all of a sudden they're knocking on the top six. But it should be a great night. I'm really looking forward to it. Bring the suntan lotion, 36 degrees forecast for Saturday. So it'll be a warm one on Saturday night. Good on you, Chris. Thanks for your time. Will do. Will do. Thank you very much, mate. Good on you. Chris Economides joining us here on Sports Day. We're live from the Toolkit Depot studios here at Optus Stadium. Looking forward to it. Actually, on Saturday night, it'll be balmy. It'll be a big crowd. They'll make a hell of a noise. And I reckon Tony Popovich and a few of the Perth uh, Glory uh, former players are in for a pretty uh, interesting night. Uh, you can join us on the temperate bedshed text machine. Are you going on Saturday night? And how do you think it'll go? Zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six. It's interesting that Chris was saying that the players weren't sure whether their season would still be alive uh, after that incident a few weeks ago against Melbourne City about being docked points. Had they been docked points, and we thought it might be up to ten, then their season was dead. It was all over. But as he's mentioned. This time last year, they were struggling again, and they went on that great run. They do that again this season. All of a sudden, it could be a fruitful season when really it should have been a season where they were severely punished and uh, the season was was gone for them for a, a non-playing a, a playing situation. But uh, anyway, that decision has been done. At some time back, and we move on. And we will move on. After the break, uh, we will go back to the tennis courts at the Australian Open for all uh, Manarino and uh, Dimonor. In fact, Manarino has just uh, held serve. He now leads five games to four, but a big day today. Alexi Popperin, of course, winning uh, just a short time ago, his biggest win in his career. And we said goodbye to Samantha Stoza from uh, the doubles courts. And, of course, she's already out of the singles court. We'll talk to Paul Kildary next here on Sports Day.